At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to a new and improved, fancier, higher def version of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, occasionally accompanied by Tim. Uh, guys, I'm excited. Episode. What are you talking about occasionally well, accompanied by? Occasionally. I've been on more episodes Tim. than you. That's actually true. So That's actually it's, true. Um, it's higher tech, but equally not as on time. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because, no, the standard twenty minutes late. Because once again, James can't figure out how to do anything. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to defer blame here to to Thim, and he hasn't heard this yet. So let me explain. No, no. Let me explain. I see your face, but let me explain. Okay. So to 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 utilize this new fancy equipment that we have, old fancy um, equipment, but yeah, old fancy equipment that we've had, we just chose to not use for like a year and a half. Uh, now that we've we've pulled it out of storage, we needed to. Um, we, we were using it in a slightly different way, so there was a new cord, a new attachment needed for this to work, right? And so Thim was like, "Okay, I'm the producer, so I should know what this is and what you need." So he ordered us the cables, respectively, that we needed. Now, where Thim went wrong was he sent both cables to your house, right? If he had sent my cable to my house. What made me late wouldn't have happened because what made me late was you handed off my cable to me at the track and then I promptly forgot it until I pulled in my driveway and then realized, damn it, I left it at the track, had to drive back to the track to get it. It wasn't where I thought it was. I eventually found it. We're here. Everything's fine. So, Tim, I'm not mad. So, wait, but this is kind of your fault. To recap. Yep. It's my fault that That's you That's enough out of you. That's enough out of you. So, Alex, let's golf- talk no, about... No, 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 no. It's my fault that you forgot a cord in a golf cart today. And that cord... When did that cord arrive? I don't know. Like last Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. So, a week ago, James. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I did not know this cord arrived last Wednesday. So, maybe Alex is partly at fault because I've been at his house more recently okay. than last Wednesday. Show of hands. Show of hands. Who here forgot the cord in a golf cart? Oh, weird. Show of hands. Just Who James. sent the cord to a oh, different oh, person? See, what, what would have been cool. Hands. Who had me in the house and didn't give me the cord? I think we're all guilty, guys. What would have been cool is if when you did the show of hands, James's internet was fast enough for the video to catch his hand going up. <laughs> hey, guys. Because yet again, first episode he just ever, talks. He just talks. And for 30 seconds, he's frozen. Which you is, can't see this? You can't see this hand I right can, now? I can now, but that's because your neighbors stopped streaming Avatar in 3D. <laughs> Guys, I got to be on it. Well, I know. I should probably get off their internet at some point and get my own. No, I actually, I got off my Wi-Fi and I bought a 100-foot Ethernet cable to plug my computer into the router so that way this would be a smoother transition. This is a, this is the most high-tech I've ever felt, and it's still pretty pretty low-tech. It's hilarious that his internet froze up a little bit right then. 
like right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on, Alex. You may, you know when you do the speed test, like you go to speedtest.net and you do yeah. what is what is your internet like uh uh upload or download speed? Like six to eight hundred. Okay, so yeah, so mine jumped from twelve to nineteen once I plugged it in with the You're Ethernet kidding. cable. So we're moving up. So is your internet just a gerbil in one of those <laughs> treadmill things? It's just, it's actually just Lucy. I just put a little squirrel <laughs> at the end of a stick and she just, sometimes she gets tired. I was going to complain that I can't believe I got out of bed for this, but I'm in bed. I'm currently in bed <laughs> podcasting from bed. <laughs> and I got to say, not even it a lie. is an improvement. He, he sent us a picture. Now we're staring at him. He's in his robe. He's in his bed. This is not even, oh God, put your robe back on. Tim, <laughs> this is a family show. Oh. So, so can we talk about. The reason why we're using or trying to use all of our old um, higher technology stuff and, and the reason why, James, you know, went through the great lengths of huge technological improvements, you know, that Google could be proud of by buying an Ethernet cable. Um, can we talk about why we're doing this? Well, we're doing it largely to impress the fine people at Sirius XM Radio who have very bizarrely and confusingly agreed to have us on their platform uh, across several different channels as well. The IndyCar channel, the Dan Patrick show channel, which is which is pretty awesome. So we figured now that we were kind of in the big leagues, though still available everywhere you get your podcasts, you can listen to us on Sirius XM, which is, I think, kind of cool. We're moving up Guys, in the world. I, so- have a, I have a real serious question. Serious? This might offend. You had a, you might had offend. a serious question? I have a serious question. God, I hate you so much. That might offend some people. Who's Dan Patrick? Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Like, you okay. can put a gun to my head, and I have no idea who that guy is. So, so, <laughs> this, I mean, <laughs> God, I really hope they don't air this one on his channel, because that's not great. Uh, he's a very prominent, uh, figure in the world of sports news and, uh, and has a prominent sporting show that's on TV and on Sirius, obviously, and, uh, knows a lot of things about a lot of things. Okay. It's, yeah. So. I have a genuine question about this. Has anybody seen Dan Patrick at the same time in the same room as Danica Patrick? Yes, Danica Patrick. Yes. Okay. So we're sure. you finish that. So we're sure. We're a hundred percent sure they're not the same Got person. It. Okay, well, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. No, I mean it's a fair question. I mean, the first that, time I ever saw that show on like the like the TV guide thing when you're flipping through the channels, I was like, she got her own show, and then I clicked on, I'm like, oh, it says Dan. I just like rushed. Would that make it. you more or less attracted to Danica, Tim? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she's single now. I heard so you might have a shot. So. I have a I have a theory about how we got on Sirius. I don't think anybody Seriously? at Sirius has ever listened to this show. That makes sense. Potentially I think true. it's the only explanation, right? Because I, I don't think I don't think Alex has ever listened to this no, show. He definitely has. Yes. I, I haven't. Not a single one. <laughs> He's been very upfront about that from the beginning, James. <laughs> like I don't even have it as my favorites on podcasts. I, so. <laughs> Because I got an email, I got an email from from Andy King at Sirius, and he was like, "Hey, you know, you're gonna for the first weekend, you're gonna be on the Dan Patrick Show channel, whatever." We're really excited to hear you guys talk about how you know the, the changes in the schedule, and I was like, "Ooh, 
you know, like we spend most of our time talking about nothing, right? Like even in in an episode that came out in a week when there was huge IndyCar news, we spent a solid 20 minutes on brisket. So <laughs> it's not nothing. <laughs> just, I don't, no, at least, at least two of the three people on the show can spell brisket. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Tim did have a little tweet faux pas when making fun of us talking about brisket he spelt brisket like biscuit with an R. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. No one talks oh, about God, all the words so I spell right, okay? You know, most of them are spelled correctly. You are a professional writer. Yeah, writer we expect you to. <laughs> I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand, bro. I'm speaking saying, of being speaking I... of being a professional writer and knowing how to spell things, um, there's no spell check on a typewriter. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did you guys get my letters? I did get your letters. <laughs> I haven't got it yet. I think that's a lie. See, I think and this my mail is, why, is as slow as my internet in this neighborhood. And this is why the cords go to Alex's house. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but speaking of spell check and how typewriters don't have them, there's a funny spelling mistake that happened in uh, on an object that's going to be featured heavily in the next uh, couple weeks on track at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway which I want to talk about the object itself because it's awesome, but there is a minor flaw in it, which is kind of also comical. We're talking about Max's helmet. So Max Chilton got this special one-off Indy 500 livery done for his helmet, which is a common thing drivers do. Alex, I know you've got a a special one-off one this year. You've done it in the past. And, And he got his helmet painter to essentially make his helmet look like the Borg Warner trophy. And if you haven't seen it, check out Max on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It, it's it's really there's no cool. other way to describe it. It's incredible how they did this helmet, and and it's got the real f- names and faces. It looks incredible. Yeah, the type around the, almost, the circle is the same. It's almost got the real but, names, right? So there's one <laughs> noticeable typo in the pictures that he posted online, and I and I like I said, this is my I think it's my favorite 100 or sorry 500 one off helmet I've ever seen. Um, what's Alex, annoying seniors. Well, no, no, this is the best helmet I think that will ever exist. And what's sad is like, no one will be able to like copy it. Cause it'll be like, Oh, you just did Max's helmet. That's true. Like he beat I everyone also, to the punch. It also, it also sucks that it's, it's, it's being debuted in the aero screen era. And so you won't get as many like good shots of it on track, but still, well, him getting in and out of the car. There'll be a lot of pictures. Does of it, it does good. it suck that it's being debuted in an aero screen era or in an era where there's no fans allowed at the Indy 500? Well, both. Can't it be both? A little bit of both? Yeah. Column A and column Alex, B? Alex, the but, world's awful. Everything can suck at the same time. We don't need to just have one <laughs> thing suck. Everything sucks. Yay. <laughs> but, so, to the original, the original topic at hand, spelling... As you know, on the Borg Warner trophies, it's got the face of the winners, the name of the winners, the average speed of the winning car, and one of the names. The year. There was a oh, there was a there was a year that was wrong too. No, 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 and the year. Oh, sorry, and the year they won. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And so on one of them, uh, they actually spelled Dario Franchitti's last name incorrectly. Three-time 500 winner, four-time series champion, and also close personal friend of Max. Like I know Max didn't do it, right? So it's not like on him, but it's like it probably burns a little more that it's one of his like closest friends in the paddock. Do you think he's noticed? They got wrong. 
Somebody, somebody must somebody have pointed, pointed it out, out to him. And then I think his response was to ask Dario to change his name. I mean, <laughs> that's actually a, a pretty response. solid response. <laughs> that's a, I feel like that's a pretty Tim response, actually. That's what you would do in that scenario. 100%. The, the, no, fact, that's, the, fact uh, that, the fact of the matter is, guys, I'm just quite frankly surprised it's taken someone this long to put my face on their helmet. So that's what I wanted to talk about with this. <laughs> it's kind of weird that your face is on a competitor's helmet. No, so I, I've, I've looked at this and I honestly, I haven't spoken to Max about it, but I honestly think he chose guys specifically, like guys, so Jim Clark for obvious reasons, Ray Haroon, um, you know, for obvious reasons, first winner, Dario, good friend of his. I was a teammate of Max's. Um, so I think, I think he, he did pick and choose a little bit to people that he had like kind of a history with or a connection with, or were just icons in the sport, AJ Foyt, cause he's won so many and stuff. Um, so I think he kind of did it like that. So from that standpoint, um, if my assumption's correct, it's, it's kind of, it's an honor. It's really cool. I mean, Max and I, we, we raced together in Europe, um, for man, five years um we drove for the same f1 team together uh we went through the hell of that f1 team kind of changing ownership together in 2014 <laughs> to 2015 and um yeah we had a lot of experiences in in my previous life in in europe so uh the fact that i was one of the ones that made the cut is is really cool and and super special and hopefully he has a couple of them and i can convince him to uh do a little trade, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people in line to trade for this one. Wait, so it wasn't <laughs> like a, it wasn't, he just picked a certain section of the trophy, like he mixed and matched? No. Yeah, I think he mixed right. and matched, yeah. So one of my other favorite things, and I don't know if anybody's pointed this out yet, you know, the, the like plastic air intake things that they're putting on the helmets? One yeah. of them comes right to Tony Kanan's nose, which seems very <laughs> fitting because otherwise that could be a huge arrow problem. Potentially, potentially. What? Not covering his nose or making his nose bigger? <laughs> Just it, 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 a correct version of Kanan's nose on a helmet could sure. really mess up the... Uh mess up well just wash. just the offset of the weight of all the extra <laughs> like paint needed on that side. <laughs> we love Tony. But I'm, I'm, I, I'm with Alex. I think it's a huge honor to have, have another driver kind of feature you, like, to be featured on another driver's helmet. That's like the most personal thing that you've got is is your lid you know everything else is is creatively controlled by the team or the sponsors or the series or whatever the car the suit everything else your helmet's kind of your identity as a driver and uh yeah to kind of like i said feature other drivers on it i think is a is a really cool thing for max to do and the fact that you're on it is is awesome so i will disagree fundamentally with tim it's not weird it's amazing i just wish they would have used the the version of alex from the sidewalk at long beach <laughs> yeah james is that it too one, can you run with that on your helmet <laughs> uh no it's probably not i could probably try to make that work that was um, like my only incentive to try and win again so they could hopefully do it better the next time i i've got bad news i'm pretty sure they just yeah i know they just reused this they same. did it again there's just two of they them just, oh just my copy pasted that is the best thing I've heard all week. You know I've what, had a Tim? rough time in this quarantine, and that really, that just got me through it. That helped. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I don't even know where they, like, what? How, how did that get done? 
Well, they contracted my five-year-old daughter to do it at the time. Copy. (laughs) (laughs) And then they said, no, this is too good. We're going to contract someone else to do it. Maybe this homeless guy in Long Beach could do something for us. That would be the, that's the funniest witch's curse or like monkey paw thing imaginable. Alex just has to keep winning Long Beach and they just have to keep (laughs) putting terrible versions of his face on the sidewalk. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't want that to happen because that means he's winning Long Beach all the time, but that's cool. I mean, so where, I mean, do they do that anywhere else? Obviously, Indy, obviously. Oh, St. Pete, they've got the wall. There's no faces on it, though. St. Pete's just, there's like a a name of all the past winners. I know Texas, they've got kind of like a plaque inside the media center that that categorizes all the winners, um, all the different series each year. That's a cool thing, though. I like when tracks do stuff like that. I also like tracks that have really cool trophies. What's Hmm. your favorite in the series? Well, in the series, or um, just in general, in racing in general, you should really ask well, Scott so, Dixon that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got several of each of them. So, like St. Pete was always cool because they gave you you got a, you got a trophy, but you got a surfboard as well. It wasn't technically the trophy, but it was like kind of a cool little thing to get. Um, the Long Beach Trophy is cool because it's like it's re- relatively unchanged over the years, and it's kind of unique and it's kind of cool. Um, you know the the Toronto Trophy. They 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 got a sponsorship with um, with William Ashley, and so it's this kind of crystal bowl. It's just again, it's unique, it's different. But then some of the NASCAR tracks, <clears throat> they do cool stuff. Like Nashville does the guitar, which when IndyCar raced there, they did that as well. I think it's oh, I'm gonna get in trouble here. I think it's Darlington. You get the grandfather clock, maybe <clears throat> one one of them. You get a grandfather clock for winning a race there, which is which is pretty cool. Martinsville, I don't know. Um, when when I was a kid karting the Canadian National Championships, they had these like soapstone carvings of a bear. That was what the winner got. These like really cool heavy bear statue trophies, and that was always the thing. Like that week of the nationals, it was bear, bear hunting season, and that was like the coolest trophy to get in karting. So all these trophies that have like that cool look to them, like there's the Monster Mile in, in NASCAR. They got that dude, the little like rock Hulk looking guy. Just unique trophies like that are cool. The Pocono one's pretty neat every year. So I, I looked it up. It's the Martinsville Speedway is the grandfather clock. Martinsville. Okay, yeah. So Martinsville. You know, you, you have these things that have the cool traditions, and then Ryan kind of started a tradition when he jumped in the fountain after Detroit. After you win a race, is there any, like, kind of desire to just do something weird to start the tradition? Like, I mean, one guy liked buttermilk. I don't buttermilk. think you ever do it... <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I don't. I don't think you do it with the intention of starting a tradition, right? But um, there's not I mean, like it was, a it was actually bit of that? there's not like a little bit of you is like, well, I just want Fontana. Time to do a shot of fresh squeezed lemon juice. Let's just start this thing. Let's see what. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just eat a kale salad and drink a cold pressed juice. You know, welcome so, to LA. No, so I was talking. Uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine. Sorry, go ahead, James. No, no, no. And he was like, if you were to win the 500 this year. You should do the most out of control celebrations ever with no fans. Climb on the fence. No fans. With nobody there. Just run around, take clothes off, throw things around. Just, just go mental. The full Ricky Bobby. Just yeah, the whole the whole Bobby. nine yards. Nothing but your helmet yeah. is still on. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you should just do the polar opposite when no one's there to see it. I was like, I like that. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think I think that's uh, that's when that should happen for sure. If you but it was could actually, start a tradition, what would what would the tradition you want to start be? 
I don't know, shotgunning mm. a beer in victory lane. That would be cool. I think you got to do NASCAR for that. All right, fine. How about uh, every time someone wins a race, they send uh, me and Alex each, Alex and I each, a very nice bottle of bourbon. That'd be a cool tradition to start. Or or every time, you know, Tim and I have to get a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you guys are on your own on that one. We tried that's that just, for a bit, and weird. he just kept winning. <laughs> How many tattoos are you down, Tim? I, well, no, I, we're, we're both down two. I already have eight. So it's becoming yeah, but a you're about you're, you're going to have 10 as soon as L.A. opens back up. <laughs> I'm running what's, out of real what's estate. What's two tattoos between friends? Come on. <laughs> so speaking of no fans at the Indy 500. <clears throat> Weird we transition, are, but OK. Well, no, because you mentioned the celebrating with no fans and making it a crazy celebration. Fair. But we're now in, you know, we're in practice week. Uh, when this airs, we will have hit the track. We have not yet done that, but we've been to the track and we've seen it. And. I mean, in theory, there should be nothing too different yet because it's not like there's fans on setup day before we normally do it. But it's obviously, it's not May. We're not coming right off the back of the GP like we normally do. It already feels different. It already feels kind of weird. And I think as the week goes on and we get towards Fast Friday and then qualifying weekend and carb day, it's just going to get progressively weirder as we kind of accept that there are no fans. I just think it's already weird. Like... I don't know, even those setup days usually. How so? Maybe just because I know. And like you can tell that people are acting differently. Like usually yeah. usually the drivers would all like at least teammates, you'd all try and go out to a dinner or whatever. And like that's just not there this year, right? For obvious reasons. So it's, I don't know. Like it, it already feels a little bit different as a result. Um, super Luckily, professional. Luckily you don't have to use my podcast. track on that one, so it's fine. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> we have a dog. We have home. one of our dogs does something every episode. So, I mean, that's true. Do you, do you get what I'm saying, James? Like, I, I don't know. It, it all already No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. The garage is more spaced out than it has been in the past. It's more spaced out and everybody's wearing masks. So, like, you sometimes don't realize you're walking by someone you know, because if they're wearing a hat and glasses and a mask, you know, and like if, if they've changed teams, like a mechanic or an engineer I mean, or something. That's and, preferred for me. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> fair but yeah no it's i i agree i mean even like even day one it's it, it feels different even though it shouldn't in too many ways and i just think it's going to get weirder and weirder yeah. but but we still get to do it and then you know i was i was chatting to uh to connor and to and to pagino in the in the bus lot today just being you know just thinking like it's it's gonna be so kind of eerie on race day doing driver intros with no fans and those parade laps, which are the only time that we really get to go around all four corners of the track and see people, you know, just everywhere, the whole way around. It's just going to look like another practice day. And it's, it's going to be hard to like almost get yourself in the, in the mindset. But at the end of the day, we get to still do it. We get to go put on, you know, the greatest spectacle in racing. And, uh, we're all very fortunate for that. And hopefully it's, it's a good race. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns going in with the aero screen and everything. And, curious to see how it's going to race and, and hopefully we can put on a really good show well james you you should be somewhat used to it because you've raced at fontana right so doing an oval with no fans <laughs> <laughs> a high-speed oval with no fans that's true that's true uh that was usually a pretty good entertaining race if we could put on half <laughs> half as good a race here just that's going to be awesome as one of the but, 12 I mean, uh, <laughs> people that would go to fontana i agree it was great racing every time yes no that's true i mean it took you uh, a race that you know didn't have an essentials only list to attend um <laughs> now we we know that you wouldn't make that list so 
Sorry, you can't be here, bud. Um, guys, so we've talked about the 500, talked about Max Chilton's helmet. We've talked about James's lack of technological ability. But getting we've, better. We've talked about, you know, Tim's inability to spell. And we're only 24 minutes in. And quite frankly, <laughs> I don't know that we have much left to talk about. I, we, got, we got stuff to talk. Well, first of all, we have the first version of our new segment. We have the we have our first 500 story in. We have a new segment? Yeah, we've only talked about oh it the last God, where have few you weeks. Been? <laughs> I also want to point out, we should share, Alex did group text us just to tell us that he wasn't listening. ah that one's not my dog (laughs) so not only does does alex not listen to the finished product of this podcast he apparently doesn't listen to it while he's making it are you surprised him good entertainment guys serious picked this up (laughs) (laughs) this this is your apathy is being beamed from space this is fantastic. I wonder. I wonder if. I wonder if Sirius accidentally thought this was off track with Jamie Little, and <laughs> and and so they thought they were hiring her and her probably very wonderful, professional, well done, well executed, thoughtful and uh, professional podcast. But uh, unfortunately, they got us instead. I have a question, James. Yeah. Why? I feel like of all people that should have a license plate that says 100, 500, it should be me. So can I have that? Mm, I'll trade you a watch for it. No, I already owe you a watch. Why do you have that? <laughs> because when I got Paul, my dad went to the oh. office in uh, in Canada. The, oh, it's the Canadian? Canadian equivalent it, it kinda, of BMV. Yeah, it's I, an Ontario plate. It honestly looked like a California plate from here, which is why I was even more offended. Oh, but I mean, I think I got two of them because in Canada, you've got to have plates on the front and back. Of oh, car. I don't want I a Canadian really plate. Around. It's okay. I mean, I'll take it. <clears throat> you you know you're like dating a Canadian, right? Alex, I'm just glad you steered this podcast into talking about something we can visually see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so for context, for anybody who's confused, uh, we're looking at James in his office. Well, guys, guys, it's because, it's iPhone. because, you know, there was a, there was a, reason for that and i want to ask the fans and you can email us at this address oh do i have to look that up again <laughs> what i, I want to do is i want to remember the address i want it's, it is off track stories at gmail.com i want to ask you guys would you like this to be a video podcast of sorts I'm just going to tell you guys I'm just curious. you said no, because that's more work for me. And if, I think right. You can also going. tweet Alex and I uh, no, if you want this no, to be a video one. That. So that way we can see. <laughs> sure can. Sure can. Because we'd be happy to do it, guys. We'd be really happy for them to figure out how the technologically stunted James has to, <laughs> has to get a video feed going. I, don't, I just don't understand how you have that slow of internet. But that aside. I I yeah, call it apparently cool that's story. the best available in my neighborhood. But yes, sorry. How do I you how do you in your very nice house in a good part of Indiana have significantly slower internet than me in my terrible apartment? Because you're still in LA, and LA has a lot of nice things except the air quality. And you're in a pretty good part of LA, Tim. 
Yeah, you're like, you can throw a tennis ball and hit like the nicest shopping area in the country. All right, aside, we have a story. We, we, we've gotten, we, we've gotten some emails. We have a new segment. We've gotten some good we emails. Segment. What are we calling it? I don't know. You 500 stories? What should we call it? 500 stories. 500 stories. And we'll stop, we'll stop this segment after we've done 500 editions of this Guarantee segment. Guarantee we won't. That's just not, we're not going to do it. First of all, we're not going to keep, we're not doing this podcast for 500 more weeks. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm certainly not. You don't know that. We got six <laughs> tops. We got six more episodes of this <laughs> tops. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm sorry, Sirius, that you guys agreed to do this. Honestly, you should have you should have known what you were getting. This is on them. So they probably did. <laughs> they probably only wanted content through the end of the IndyCar season anyway. So like, yeah, we don't want these guys talking all the time. So okay, so Tim, our first 500 story. What uh, what do we got? We have a story that was emailed to us by Derek Fabert. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. F A B E R T. And uh, fun fact: his wife Anna holds the distinction of being the first person to correct me on Twitter with the whole brisket thing. So uh, thank you for the DM, Anna. So my family has been going to the Indy 500 since the 80s, and we camp out Thursday night all the way through Sunday after the race. One Saturday, we were walking down Georgetown. It's packed with people. It's closed to any cars, except there's this one Lincoln Town car just edging its way through the traffic. And as it's doing so, it turns in front of us and we politely stop. The guy next to us kept walking, may have had a few beverages, and falls into the side of the car. He gets up and he punches the side of the car and he points at the back window and says, who the blankety blank do you think you are? And about that time, the window rolls down and the gentleman sitting in the back seat says, well, I'm Mario Andretti. Who are you? Sure enough, it was Mario Andretti sitting right in front of us and the guy who was drunk kind of panicked and ran away. Thanks for including us on the show. We love the podcast. Okay, I I love that story because it's not the only story I've heard of Mario Andretti being asked, who do you think you are? Like, I've even heard him, like, someone say, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti, when he's been pulled over by a cop before? So I, I love that this happens to him, and I love that he plays it so well and handles it so well. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, he's Indy 500 royalty. Of course, he's going to be allowed to be the only car driving down Georgetown the night before the race. That makes perfect sense. The only surprising, and I hope that guy felt very silly. The only surprising part of it is that he wasn't driving. <laughs> like, that somebody else was driving Mario somewhere else. That was probably, like, required by liability because if they had to go down a uh, person-packed 16th Street, Mario would not adhere to the speed limits, most likely. Yeah, Everybody would be fine, but, I mean, you just can't, you can't tempt the guy with a good time. I, Mario Andretti, you kidding me? So we've all, we've all been lucky enough to spend a good amount of time around Mario. Everybody's got their Mario story. What's your favorite Mario story? So I remember, I remember the first time that I went to Pennsylvania to visit Marco at his place and, and, and Mario lives next door. And it was my first year with Andretti Autosport. Um, so it was only my second year in the series. It was preseason. So, you know, before I'd really spent any time around, uh, around the rest of the team, whatever. And like, Mario is one of the few guys that I still fangirl over because he's just so cool. Hey, he's Mario. And is, is so accomplished. Yeah, he's just, that guy, he's just, you know, he is like the epitome of cool. And, um, and we were, we were over at Marco's house and we were getting ready for dinner and Marco didn't tell me and, uh, that, that this was happening, but the doorbell rings. He's like, Oh, Hey man, can you go grab that? I think it's a buddy of mine. And I walk over 
And I opened the front door and Mario Andretti's standing there with two bottles of wine, just being like, hey guys, I brought the wine for dinner and just kind of walks in and he just kind of walks by me and he goes over to the, to, he put, goes to the kitchen, puts the bottles down, fires up the grill in the, in the kitchen there. And he just is like, he's like, hey, Hinch, how do you like your steak? I'm like, the second thing he ever said to me my entire life was, hey, how do you like your steak? And I'm sitting there just watching Mario Andretti make my dinner. And I just was absolutely floored at the sort of <laughs> surreal environment there. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is cool. To, it's weird to see him in a normal context like that, too. <laughs> so, so my favorite Mario story was less, much less cool than that. Um, but it still like had a huge impact on me. So it was my it was my first five hundred and sixteen, and um, like one of my favorite things still about driving for Andretti Autosport is the fact that Mario, you know, it, it is around. He's a presence, and and especially during the month of May, and um, you know, he he usually has breakfast, and you know, you can sit down with him and, and have a chat, especially if Marco's there and such. But anyways, him and I were just having breakfast. It was early in the morning, and um, it was the morning of Fast Friday, and he was just like, "Oh, how's how's it going? How are you finding it?" Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Yeah, no, it's been it's been okay so so far. A lot harder than I expected, but you know, it's it's been all right." I'm really nervous though about the boost getting turned up today. Like, it's pretty intense going. You know, two twenty three. Um, I don't know how I'm going to deal with going 229. He just looked at me and he was like, nah, when you go faster, you have more downforce. So it's fine. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, that is true. I don't know that the downforce you gain compensates for the six miles an hour, but yeah, no, that, that is, that is a fact. And he was like, so don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that makes sense. And like, I, I use that as kind of like, a confidence builder going into my first run on fast Friday. And sure enough, like it was fine. It wasn't that big of a deal, but you know, for, for a rookie to be at the speedway for the first time and to be able to like have a conversation with Mario, it, it kind of that level um, was really cool and something I'll remember forever. So he is a really special guy. It's, it's amazing. His passion still for um, driving, driving race cars. Like I have another story that I'm not going to share. We'll save it for another time, but he's more excited about driving race cars than I think, some active IndyCar drivers are. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. He, your story reminds me of this one. It was that same year as 2012. And we were, you know, that was a new car that year. So there was a, there was a test day at Indy, um, in April or something. And, you know, we, we've been out running, we're kind of back and forth in the garage, whatever. And I was standing in pit lane with Marco and, and Mario. We were just kind of standing watching and we, you know, just been talking about the day and then everyone's kind of silent. We watch a few cars go by and there's like this moment of silence just hanging there. And Mario looks, I don't think he even looks back at us. He's just kind of gazing off into turn one, watching somebody, you know, enter the corner. And he goes, but I'd still be faster than half these wankers. <laughs> and Marco <laughs> and I just burst out laughing because A, it's friggin' hilarious. And B, he's probably yeah, right. Probably yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, there's still time. He could get in before qualifying, right? <laughs> uh, Michael put a pretty firm foot down on Mario driving Indy cars after his last foray at the yeah, Speedway where he, yeah, he was testing one of Michael's cars and somebody actually had an accident in front of him and a piece of debris landed on the track that Mario couldn't avoid and he hit and it lifted the front of the car up and then air got under it and the thing did a massive backflip. Okay. And uh, Mario was fine. 
but that was kind of Michael's uh, Michael's last time allowing him to at least drive one of his cars. I mean, if Chip wants to give him a car, <laughs> I'm sure he'd get in it. Well, devil's advocate. If Mario got in one of the 12 to 13 Andretti Autosport cars that are running the 500 this yep. year, would anyone notice? No. <laughs> <laughs> they would just, would they notice an extra Andretti yeah, Autosport? I think, I think we could just, we could make this happen. I mean, we we then have bumping because we're currently at thirty three. Yeah. So that would that would kind of be cool to have uh, have a bump again. Well, I have. What one- did James? Are you are you a big fan of you know bumping, James? Yes, I am. I am. We did not qualify that year. We didn't do it on merit. We didn't do a good enough job. So we didn't deserve to be in it. And I think that's how it damn well should be. I think that's what makes Indy cool. Did you like it last year? Yeah, did you did you think no, that? No, I didn't yeah. like it last year. Last year was worse. Yeah, last year was definitely worse. But that's it that's part of the that's part of the magic, man. That's part of the fun. You've started on the back row, you started on the front row, right? Yeah. So yeah, you've you've you like me. You've you've covered the whole gambit, you know? I have. And um it's whether it's one, you doing one the, is fast much nine better than out. the other. Yeah, but they're both nerve-wracking, right? Your fast nine shootout or your like last row shootout slash making it into the race shootout. They they both like are terrifying in different ways. Yeah, and you were you but, were a lot more fun to watch starting in the back, Alex, just because of how quickly you got to the front. It it wasn't that quick. It actually <laughs> it was, was like, still cool. Yes, the, but, the second half of the race it, it went by quick. You kind of you kind of held your cards close for the first half, and then you laid the hammer down. Um, don't want to ever do that again. Um, so yeah, I mean, are we going to do an episode next week? I guess we are. So we're going to know how we qualified. Um, yep. which is going to be, we're going to know what 150 KPA feels like. We're going to know what a, which is what a windshield cool. feels like. So for, for, to explain what that means, I mean the windshield part, obviously, but we uh, we always get extra boost for Fast Friday, and so the engines um, traditionally on the ovals we run uh, on the super speedways. We run at 130 kPa, uh, which is a, a boost pressure, and we've always uh, bumped that up to 140 for Fast Friday. Well, this year for a bunch of reasons, they've decided to bump it up to 150, which is actually the road course level of horsepower. So it's the most powerful uh, setting the engines have. Uh, it's a good jump uh, horsepower wise over 140. So we're going from 130 all the way up to 150. So during practice, you know, the speed shouldn't be too much different. They'll be a little bit different because of the aero screen. But then when we get to Fast Friday, we're going to have more horsepower than we've ever had, you know, with this generation of car since 2012. Uh, you probably even go before that. So that means Thursday to Friday is potentially going to be a 12 mile an hour average speed shift. Right. So when you were talking to Mario about your like five to six mile an hour jump and being scared, uh, go ahead and double that. And that's what we'll be dealing with. And like the difference is like when you did that, at least you get paid the doing that jump for a couple. (laughs) The difference is when, when you did that, we'd been doing it for a couple years. So the engineers at least had an idea of what it was going to be like. No one's done this. So like fast Friday is going to be super fascinating and super interesting. And then what's going to happen is the rain's going to come and it's going to rain the day out. And so we're going to go into qualifying, having never actually run the boost. And that would be cool. (laughs) <laughs> sounds like a blast yeah well if there's and, oh yeah if no, there's one thing you can always depend on in indiana it is the weather forecast so <laughs> <laughs> it just means that at some point in the day we'll probably get thunderstorms but either way yes so when we do this next one we'll know what 
that feels like we'll know how qualifying went. We'll know what we're starting with, but we don't have any of the events that we normally have next week, Monday through Thursday. So we're going to have time to do a podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put Tim on the spot. Yep. Tim. Yeah. I want you to pick the pole sitter. And then I want you to pick where James and I are going to qualify. And we're going to see who's closer. Ooh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this. Um, who do I think is going to be the pole sitter? I think, I think let's just go consistency. I think Will Power is going to get, get pole. I, I see, and I'm not going to say who sure. is who, but I, I see you guys starting third and fifth. Well, uh, I mean, third and fifth, not, not terrible places to start. Okay. Um, I mean, I think we're going to be first and second, but that's just me. That's my opinion. And like Tim, I also won't say which order it is. Me on Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Finn. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.